When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. You may have heard many times, all behavior happens for a reason. Well, today we're going to give an overview of what those reasons behind the behavior could be. Today I'm chatting with BCBA Jessica Zelski. Jessica is going to give us an overview of the four functions of behavior with some great examples along the way. And then we'll discuss why it's so important to identify why behaviors are happening, especially when it comes to negative behaviors that we're looking to decrease. So let's jump in and talk functions of behavior. Don't worry, Jessica's got a new acronym for you. She's going to share the acronym Everyone Eats and how that's going to help you remember the four functions of behavior. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Sasha. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So today, Jessica and I are going to chat about kind of the million-dollar question. Why do behaviors happen? You ever thought about, why is my student doing this or why is my child doing this? There's for sure a reason why, and it takes sometimes a little time and effort to figure out what's going on behind the scenes. And for some of you listening, you know, this might not be new information, but as Jessica and I were chatting before this interview, it's so great for me. I love hearing how other people explain functions of behavior, explain replacement behaviors, 
because as educators, as clinicians, a lot of our job is training our teams, you know, is talking to our staff and explaining these to our staff or talking about this with parents. So it's always kind of great to get hear a new perspective. <laughs> as Jessica said, multiple exemplar training, right? <laughs> so today we're going to talk about that, that question. Why do behaviors happen? You want to kind of give us a little overview here, Jessica? Yeah, sure. Um, so every behavior happens for a reason, believe it or not. Um, and so we kind of, uh, we look at why behaviors happen, um, in the science of applied behavior analysis through four functions. So when I say the word function, uh, that's, that's talking exactly about why behaviors happen. Um, so everyone keep this in mind as you're listening today. So everyone engages in behaviors that serve these functions. This is not just kiddos. This is not just, um, anyone with an autism spectrum disorder diagnosis. We all engage in these behaviors, um, through these, these functions. So as we're going through, think about yourself, um, or other, other people and their behaviors as we, uh, kind of travel down this road together. Um, so the four functions or behavior are escape, attention, tangible, and sensory. Um, we sometimes call sensory automatic, but an easy way to remember these four is there's an acronym called everybody eats, right? So everybody engages in the, in these functions. Remember the acronym, everybody eats. So E-A-T-S, escape, attention, tangible, and sensory. Um, and so going through each of these four functions, these behaviors can be both you know, positive uh, behaviors and things that we want to see and that, that are, you know, appropriate and safe. But uh, there are also behaviors that can happen because of these functions that are barriers to learning or create safety risks uh, for the individuals or others. And we do want to kind of decrease them, right? So um, there's kind of two sides to these, uh, these coins as we go. All right. So back to our acronym, everybody eats. So we're going to start with E for escape. So the escape function, um, this typically is um, happening when someone wants to get out of doing something that they don't want to do. Um, my, the first thing I think about is when I was doing school consultation in schools, right? Kids have to do some schoolwork sometimes. Um, and so sometimes they don't love or want to do it. Um, so escape um, is getting, you know, really want to getting out of doing something that they don't want to do. Um, it also includes also um, avoidance. So delaying um, having to do something they don't want to do, um, or it's non-preferred or unpreferred. Um, an example of avoidance, I think of bedtime. So there's no way to completely escape falling asleep, right? At some point, your kid's going to go to bed, but they can avoid or delay or push that time back, right? You might want them to go to sleep at 7 p.m., but they can avoid delay, avoid delay, um, and they might not get to bed till hopefully, you know, 1 a.m., 1 a. <laughs> um, unfortunately. So when we think about escape, um, again, those are kind of some of those behaviors that we may not want to see. Um, again, escape could, uh, could be a function if a student or a learner or a kiddo is running out of the room, right, or engaging in elopement. But there are more positive behaviors that can also get us escape. So we can ask for a break, right? We can ask for a little bit more time. Um, so, uh, so that's kind of, you know, just something to think about in terms of our escape function and what that is and how different behaviors, um, some that we want to see and some that we may want to, we may want to decrease can, um, can all tie back to escape. Um, so next in our acronym, we're going to go through attention. So attention, 
Um, important thing to remember on this is it can be quote positive or quote negative attention. Um, so it could be praise, right? Praise like you did such a great job or, oh my gosh, I love how you just made the bed. I'm so proud of you for, you know, putting away the dishes. Um, praise is a type of attention, but also reprimands are a type of attention as well. So negatively commenting on, uh, some behaviors like don't do that. I told you not to, you know, stand on the table. Um, attention can come in the form of also eye contact. Um, so even just, um, looking, you know, making eye contact or looking at, um, you know, at someone is also attention. That's such um, a great point. Cause I see people engage in the eye contact one a lot when they think they're like, Oh, look, I'm not giving any attention. I'm like, well, you're staring at them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I see this a lot in schools too. So, um, commenting about, behavior to someone else in the room. So let's say, you know, there's a student or a kiddo who's engaging in a behavior that we would like to not see in the future. They may not be talking or interacting directly with that student, but they might be saying to another staff member or, you know, another caregiver in the room, oh my gosh, like, you know, what do we do? You know, he's, he's throwing all of his toys and, you know, they, they're talking to someone else in the room that could also provide some attention, uh, depending on the learner. So, when we're thinking of attention behaviors, more appropriate ones would be tapping a parent or a teacher on the shoulder and saying, excuse me, or raising their hand, right? Um, so those are some more appropriate ways to get attention. But, you know, in terms of behaviors that could be uh, more of a safety risk or a barrier to learning, again, throwing items, you know, um, engaging in tantrums, uh, it, it really can go um, multiple ways. Um, but the key there is the key takeaway on attention. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, but the key is positive quote unquote, and, you know, praise versus reprimands. Um, those are both considered equal in terms of attention, especially within, um, the autism spectrum disorder community, um, and, and individuals that, um, that do, uh, have that diagnosis. They, if they aren't getting that more positive attention, that more negative attention is still just as valuable. Um, so attention is kind of attention. Um, What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so then rolling into T on our acronym of Everybody Eats. 
So T is for tangible. So tangible, basically pretty simple. Um, it's a tangible item, right? So access to a tangible item or object, but it also includes activities. So um, my go-to example for this one um, in terms of a behavior we would want to decrease, I've seen this more times than I probably <laughs> can remember, um, but I, I would see, you know, like tantrums in a public restaurant um, when the kiddo wants, you know, the mom or dad or caregiver's uh, iPad or iPhone. And if the tantrum gets severe enough, they end up getting the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, that's definitely, obviously there's a lot of variables going in place right there. Right. Um, but that's definitely an example of, of this where, um, they, uh, they're engaging in a behavior to get access to an item or, you know, an object or an activity, right. It could be going outside. It could be going to the park or, um, going to get ice cream. And man, that, that tantrum in the restaurant is a highly effective behavior too. Cause I, I mean, I'm a behavior analyst and I'm guilty of being like, yes, just take my phone. Please stop the tantrum. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I, I mean, I wish we had more time to dig into that because obviously, you know, what is motivating and reinforcing for the parent or the caregiver at yep. that time, right? So like there's, you know, we're right now we're just talking the bit about the behavior of the learner or the kiddo, but we all engage in behaviors. And so when multiple people come into contact with each other, there's multiple yep. Multiple it's an, it's an escape behavior for the parent. <laughs> exactly. It's an escape behavior for the parent because they want the tantrum to stop, but it's a tangible function for the kiddo because they want the iPad. Um, so a lot of things happening all at the same time. Um, so uh, let's see. So then we'll roll into our last function, which um, in the Everybody Eats acronym, uh, it's uh, sensory um, for our S. Um, in terms of uh, behavior analytic science, uh, we call this automatic reinforcement. So, uh, but we'll, we'll keep it simple and, and call it sensory today. So it's called sensory because it is linked to our sensory receptors. So it is a really unique function. Um, it doesn't really require social mediation um, or interaction with other people. We kind of just do these behaviors because they feel good. Um, so the behavior itself is what provides the reinforcement. Um, so, um, this can look very different, um, depending on, you know, the individual, uh, learner. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know that I engage in, uh, sensory behaviors. So I sing in the shower. I do not mm -hmm. sing in the shower for attention. I do not <laughs> sing in the shower for escape. And I do not sing in the shower for tangible. I just like how it feels to sing in the shower. Um, so, uh, you know, that's kind of an example there of, um, you know, how we kind of have this in our everyday life. Um, if you're one of those people who taps their knee up and down, or maybe you play with a pen, uh, in your hand, uh, when you're, you know, when you're sitting alone, um, those are all, those all could be, um, sensory or automatic behaviors. Um, that's such a good point that we all engage in sensory behaviors. Cause that's sometimes a misconception that, you know, sensory behaviors only happen with individuals with autism, but really we all do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, man, again, wish we had more time, um, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of behaviors that, um, I think are flagged as sensory, uh, for individuals with autism that, uh, really are different are, have been shaped into having other functions. Um, but we can kind of talk about that in another time. Um, so yeah, so some sensory behaviors, again, I've, I've worked with a learner who engaged in headbanging, um, and, and we, and the function actually was determined to be, uh, to be sensory and automatic. So it was, uh, the actual, you know, the input, um, on their sensory receptors. Um, so this can, you know, this can be a function that ties in some, um, 
some behaviors that, you know, create safety risks that we definitely want to decrease as well. Yeah. So that's a quick overview of the four. Um, I, I love that you gave examples too. Cause like, I think that's what, you know, people want to hear are, are the examples. So why are these, you know, I think it's in, within the special ed community, definitely we hear a lot, you know, all behaviors communicating something or happens for a reason. And why do we have to, why should we take the time to figure out this why when it comes to especially our negative behaviors? Like what, what does unearthing that benefit us or benefit the learner? Right. So if we don't know why something is happening, it's very difficult to change it, right? It's very difficult to improve mm-hmm. it if we don't understand what is, what's the main thing happening here. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of research out on this. Um, communication. So behavior is a way of communication. Um, and as we know, you know, with, with autism um, and that diagnosis, um, communication can be a major uh, skill deficit. Um, and so, so thinking about when you start to look at problem behavior, I'm going to call it problem behavior, uh, just keep it nice and short and easy. But when you're looking at problem behavior or behaviors that you, you want to decrease, kind of look at your learner and think, what are they trying to communicate here? Um, are they trying to, you know, again, ask for, a, ask for escape? You know, are they, do they want attention? You know, are like, what are they trying to communicate? And then that's where kind of the bridge goes into considering what mode of communication is most appropriate for that learner and then starting to teach them how to use communication as a replacement. So instead of running out of the room, we, we need to teach Bobby how to ask for a break, right? So how do we do that based on Bobby's individual situation? Do we teach him to request it vocally? Can he communicate through, you know, um, short phrases or full sentences or one word request? Um, you know, is, um, is he completely non-vocal and is, you know, using pictures, uh, you know, for a picture exchange communication system or sign language or using an AC device, you know, what is the best mode of communication for this learner? Um, and, you know, research is really supports that the more we can increase communication skills, the less, the less people are going to need to engage in problem behavior, right? Because they're getting their needs and wants met by engaging in that appropriate communication. And and they don't have to engage in those problem behaviors anymore because they know how to communicate, they know how to get their needs met. Um, And so it's a very inverse relationship. As communication goes up, uh, that problem behavior is pretty likely to go down. Um, So those are definitely some things to consider. Um, Obviously, definitely consult with um, a board certified behavior analyst who can really help you uh, learn the tools in, in data collection of how to identify the function. Um, and they will help you, you know, develop an individualized plan uh, for your kiddo or for your student that definitely incorporates communication. And it can be a shift in mindset. You know, we're thinking about decreasing a problem behavior. We're actually looking at increasing communication skills and we're going to have more benefits and probably more success by approaching it that way. But, you know, sometimes it can be a shift in mindset there. Totally. Totally. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, when, when you, when you work with a BCBA or just get, you know, give this a shot of looking at, um, you know, just reinforcing and reinforcing those requests and that communication, the magic starts to happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really does. And then, and then that's when you might have your moment where you're like, wow, this really works. Yeah. I always, I always say that replacement behaviors to me are like the secret sauce in a recipe. Like it wouldn't be the same without it. It's not going to, it's just not going to be there if you don't have that replacement behavior. It's like the magic. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, the end game goal is, you know, we want our learners, our students, our kiddos, 
um, we want everybody to live their best life, right? And um, and part of that quality of life is being able to communicate their wants and needs and be able to advocate for themselves and, and um, do that appropriately and safely. So I think everybody wins. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. That was such a great overview, but packed a lot in. And like I said, those examples were really, really helpful. Thanks for joining us, Jessica. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.